My name is Gabriel Analis. I'm a sports reporter for the Daily Emerald and I listen to the Emerald Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Emerald Podcast Network. You are listening uh, to the first men's basketball, Oregon men's basketball podcast from the Emerald 2018-19. Two games in the books already, uh, but we're here to talk a little bit about what we've seen so far, what we think we're going to see this season, questions, comments, concerns. I'm joined by Maverick Palak. What's up? Gabe Ornelas. Ornelas, close, Ornelas. but what's up? Uh, what's up? I did my best. It's fine. I did my best. You know who else did their best? Maverick did. I was gonna say Bull Bull. <laughs> oh, he did. He's done pretty well so far. Yeah. Well, I mean, when you're seven foot two and you're a freakishly tall athlete, and, and your playing... dad was like eight feet tall and looked like a damn um, alien swimming in the pool, then you know what? You're gonna be a, a pretty good athlete. But that's just my take on a uh, Bull Bull. So, and you've yeah. played Portland State and Eastern Washington. Exactly. Two powerhouses. I thought Portland State was pretty good. Honestly. Yeah, I covered that game. I, I mean, pretty bad. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not like they're going to be like like winning the Big Sky, but like they were better than I thought they were going to be when I saw their best. Or two was Oregon worse? Game. Well, I thought Peyton Pritchard had a heck of a game against Portland it's State true, in the did. first half. He did not play well in the second. half. I mean, no one really did in the second half. Bobo in the last five minutes was pretty good. He got in foul trouble, and that was something interesting. Dana Altman said after the game was there might be a learning curve not just for Bobo on fouling in the game, but also for referees on how to call this tall human being. Like, No, yeah, he's tall. No one's ever refed a 7-2 center unless you ref that guy at UC Irvine a couple of years ago. Yeah, or Manute Bowl. Yeah, so like... <laughs> years ago, yeah. <laughs> and as we've learned, it's not like the Pac-12 is like flushed with great referee talent across sports. It, so it's it, there's going to be learning curves for everyone. It's... It's just an interesting thing to experience, I think. No, I mean, yeah, it is. And I think if you're such a tall kid, then I think you need to adjust it to his game and to how tall he is because, I mean, he's not like he's 6'10 or he's like 6'9. He's a lot taller and he's a lot longer. So I think with that, they're going to just learn how to ref him. But I think this weekend when they go to uh, Madison Square Garden, I think I think if he's going to get foul trouble early, then he might be rattled and the team might have to go to a uh, different look. So I think he's going to have to be able to just get – acclimated to the arena and to the referees and to how the game's going to be. And then, I mean, I think they'll be off and running from then if they can keep him out of foul trouble early or late in those games. Yeah, he'll be the he'll be the, the main star of this you know, oh, yeah. 2K Empire Classic with... Iowa doesn't have any big name guys? Stunningly, no. Oh. Yeah. Um, but, they're, but they're bringing um, everybody back from last year's team. Oh, they're good. Year. They're a good team. Yeah. Yeah. Iowa's I, I was, good. And then they play depending on the result of their game and then also the result of Connecticut or Utah or Utah. We just talked about Utah on the Oregon podcast, Oregon yeah. football podcast. That's where my mind Look was. Look at that online also. That's also fun to Yeah, that's to. also posting soon. <laughs> um, but you're probably ready to move on from football season and, and talk Oregon basketball. But they got UConn and then not Utah yet, but Syracuse, uh, which would be a very good – matchup and a, a very interesting early season test and a good litmus test for this season so but but you know building off what you were saying yeah Bobo's these going to be the star these both these games are on ESPN 2 so this is his first you know national broadcast not no longer 
graduated from Pac-12 yeah. Network. So everybody until the Green Bay game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, certainly back to uh, Pac-12 Network on that one. But yeah, I mean it's going to be the bright lights, big stage. Everybody shows out at Madison Square Garden. You have to. So uh, we'll learn a lot about this team over the next, uh, you know, this weekend that we don't know now. But before now, I mean, Bull Bulls offensively played pretty well, and defensively he's been. I mean, he's he blocks things into oblivion. But there are actually, but you know, he's also played Portland State and Western Oregon. So let's yeah. put a little asterisk next to those games, I guess, for his stats. Yeah, but I mean, block shots I think are going to come no matter what. He just has no, to put yeah. his arms up. Uh, yeah, but that was another thing Dana said after the Portland State game. I'm going to just keep saying what he said after that game. I think. I'm surprised, uh, yeah. And <laughs> he had Dana was saying that there was too many blocks because or there's so many blocks because the perimeter defense wasn't that great and you're going to get more block attempts when there's more guys in the paint just because of how tall Kenny Wooten is and how tall Francis Okoro is that there's going to be a lot of blocks if they don't play great perimeter defense and I think that goes on to Peyton Pritchard and Ihab Amin playing better but the guy I was most impressed with in the Portland State game was Abu Kijab interesting I thought his perimeter defense was. I thought his defense overall was great. I thought. I think he is Dylan Ennis esque defensively, and where Dylan Ennis was always. And I was not a big Dylan Ennis guy, uh, which came to backfire in March Madness because I thought he was the most consistent player besides Tyler Dorsey, and I think Dylan Ennis was all over the court making plays defensively, which helped his fellow teammates. And I think that's what Key Job is going to do for this team. Yeah, I mean, it's 20 minutes a game right now. Like, it's definitely probably – well, we'll see how the guard rotation fills out because yeah. I, I feel like Ihab Amin may start and continue to start, but we'll see what Victor Bailey Jr. can do. We'll see yeah. what Will Richardson – But Have you seen Ihab Amin dribble? Have you seen uh, him shoot? It's kind of like a less lesser Lonzo shot. He kind of like <laughs> – he kind of like swerves the ball around his body and then shoots – so it's a bit strange, I his guess. His dribbling is very yeah, he's not easy to he, exploit. Portland a, State trapped him five times. He needs to be out there with, with Peyton Pritchard or Will Richardson. Yeah, and, and I mean, they need to find a secondary point guard behind Peyton because he's he, because he's the only one right now that can carry up the ball and can dribble and can yeah. pass it to the team because, the, I mean, we saw with Bailey and... Um, Paul White did it too. That was I mean, great. Yeah. I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, they had what... Um, Five or six turnovers in the first game they played, or was it like way more than that? They I could had a be lot. Off. I mean, Bull Bull had a couple. Yeah, and Peyton had I think four in the first game, and then they had seven against Eastern Washington. Yeah, but you know they had to find that second guy because I think they're relying too much on Peyton 11 Pritchard. Eleven turnovers. Yeah, see, so I, I think they're going too much off Peyton Pritchard's. Um, veteranist to have that ball. 14, and to, I can't count. Oh, 14, okay. That's, I mean, even worse. And more to my point is that they need to find a secondary guy behind Pritchard because he was out that whole game. And the, I mean, and that's what they had against a scrub team. And I think with Abu. What was it Abu? I don't know. Maybe. I think it's Abu, not Abu. I said Abu. Who knows? <laughs> only he knows. Yeah, only <laughs> he knows. Um, He's like that fourth or fifth guy off the bench, though. And when when Lewis King gets healthy, I think he's the who the might actually overall be Oregon's best player. Uh, obviously, Bull Bull is insane in many ways, but through and through, Lewis King uh, he was another five star too. So 
Uh, he might kind of be their best overall player, but you know that's down the road. But w- with Abu, my my concern is, is he can't really shoot. He didn't shoot from three that well last year. I mean, he's only attempted, I think, one this year. I mean, it's been two games, so you know we'll give him a break there. But it's he's not. He's got like 20 minutes a game, and he doesn't have the ball in his hands too much. But he but he does have three turnovers already. He is really talented, but I think, you know, last year and this year, sometimes he just sort of gets a little erratic and and can kind of. I, I think defensively, yeah, he's been he's been good, but offensively, he's a little bit of a negative out there. And I don't know, given this team's maybe. You know, I know it's something Maverick you want to talk about, but maybe lack of shooting, lack of perimeter shooting. I don't know how much, how many minutes you want to get him out there, or he's at least got to be with the right people out there. But I think he doesn't take anything away offensively that Amin gives. And I'm not saying he's he's necessarily battling like. So you're saying essentially Paul White would play shooting guard and Louis King. Lou King would he play might, yeah. Small four. This is going to be a huge team. Like that's the roster construction. Is well, wild. yeah. I mean, I'm totally fine with Paul White starting at shooting guard. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I'm uh, not shooting guard. No, well, that's what he would be. If when Lou King comes back, it would be Pritchard, Paul White, uh, Lou King, Kenny Wooten, and Bulbul. You think that one of and see? Then, I could see Kenny going back to the bench. I I think Wooten's uh, I because Paul White handled the ball a lot against Portland State. I think he's technically a, a guard. Which is weird. He's essentially a stretch four. Yeah, they're playing him. I think and, small forward and I think, guard style. I think they want Louis Louis King at the. I don't. I keep saying Louis or Louis. I don't know which one it is. I heard it's. We it's should really not get the same Louis. things, right? No, I heard it's not Louis. It's Lou or Louis. Okay, I'm gonna call him Lou. But I mean, I think you want you would want to play Lou King at the four. So I would think maybe Paul White at the three because I don't know because Kenny last year was I think pretty effective off the bench. Yeah, no, he was better off the bench. He fouled too much when he was starting, and then when True, he, he's been better this year. Yeah, well, I mean, because if he got into foul trouble, they already have Bull Bull in foul trouble, and they'll be in the bonus at the 17 minute mark if they don't both hold it together. Yeah, and I mean now they can go big with um, Wooten and with Bull because they're both or Bull seven two and Wooten's what like six nine six ten. So so I mean Who knows? he can they lie about their. <laughs> So I mean they can they can go big yeah. against against teams that are going to want to um, go inside more and maybe try to do more of a post up inside offense and not shoot three. So I think they kind of have a luxury with that. Um, but I mean just there's so many moving parts and not um, everybody's back yet, so we won't really see this team healthy or like at full strength for a couple of months. I'm I'm guessing with um, all the uh, all the um, injuries and stuff. So there's still a lot of you know. Question marks for the team, so we don't really know yet. I think we'll find out this weekend more of what they're um, about to. Yeah, and that, that's very true. Obviously, we talked about Luke King being out. I don't think he's expected to be back for another month or so, uh, which, you know, that's I mean. That's a bummer. Yeah, I mean, it, it puts some kind of right around yeah, some some key points where they actually get into a little bit tougher competition in non-conference play. and then. But I'm, I'm pretty sure they fully expect him to be back for that January 5th Pac-12 opener against Oregon State, but uh, I, I mean, to me, the the key guy, not the key guy, but a guy to watch would be Will Richardson. Yeah, I, I mean, they they need that guard depth. He's only at ten minutes a game right now, but that's because he's nursing. Uh, I believe it's a foot injury. He's yeah, kind of nursing that. But Dana's been 
really laying some praise on him, and that's pretty rare for Dana, even if you're, you know, Jordan Bell. <laughs> uh, you know, it's it's he's he pretty you know he's pretty much criticizes his guys all the time when yeah. he's speaking to the media, but he's been pretty much only compliments only at least post game to Will and it and Will was pretty talented at the little spurts in that Eastern Washington game. Yeah, I mean he didn't look too bad in a shoot around yesterday. I went to media and got to see him uh, shoot around for like five minutes. He did he uh, didn't look too bad. wasn't very um consistent, but of course when you have a foot injury, it's hard to get um off the uh balls your feet and shoot so i mean i guess you can take that um how you want but so i think going forward if they can get everyone back healthy then they're going to be good on both sides of the ball so i think getting him back is a key point as well so they just need to get everyone back healthy and don't rush anything because when you rush anything then it's just going to cause you more problems later on down the road so they have the talent i guess you can say to just go through this preseason until they kind of hit um tactical play this is gonna be like their biggest test but then after this they play a softer schedule from here on out oh no texas southern made the <laughs> tournament last year <laughs> <laughs> it's true that's true i i think if uh, pritchard was at 41 percent three-point shooting last year if he can just be around there and then i if, don't even want him taking a dang three do no. you see how effective he was driving every single time and <laughs> dishing it? He was unstoppable against Portland State. And getting to the line, he doesn't miss a free throw. He went 9 for 9 in that game from the line. And he's 11 for 11 on the year. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that was him during but the That was when they were the best. Yeah. Get to the line. Get to the line. Right, right. But Draw contact. But in shooting, yeah, you know, I, I mean, if he can add, he's been, he said last year, he, the part where what he worked on before last year was his ability to get to the rim, yeah. that was not a huge step forward from freshman year, a little one. But, yeah, I mean, if he makes that – if Peyton Pritchard makes the leap from being a guy who can drive and attack and finish at the rim, like that's that's massive because they're going to they're, they're gonna need that because there's going to be times when those big guys just sort of aren't clicking and they need some guard play. But but they need that in and out game too. I mean, Dana, yeah. Dana Altman's offense – uh, you know, they need guys making threes, and if Pritchard can be at 41%, I mean, Victor Bailey was like 36% last year, Paul White 35 If you can get one or two more percentage points, Paul White's been really hot this year from three so far. I Because he's, he's a shooting guard now. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> he's I mean he's 62% right now. Yeah, which, what, uh, what, four for six? He's five for eight. Five for eight? I can't do uh, yeah. that. Yeah, you know, maybe if – if Victor Bailey can hit some threes consistently and, and other guys do stuff to support Peyton from three, then, I mean, look, Bull Bull. Well, Will and, Richardson also can ball. Yeah, but and Bull Bull's going to do what he's going to do. He's going to post guys up. He's going to put things in, in the net. We'll see what Luke King is. He's going to reach over people's heads and just go yeah. boop and just drop it inside of the hoop. Yeah, I mean. I just want a breakaway dunk from <laughs> Luke King and Bull Bull once this season just to see that live. He he had one against Eastern Washington. Well, I wasn't there, so I, know. I saw it in your face. <laughs> um, going into the Pac-12, do you guys think they're ready to actually take this next leap? I mean, Pac-12 uh, media Dana kind of said that there wasn't like a clear-cut team, so that's why they picked them. Thought that was kind of um, weird for him to say that. So that's why. So I mean, he kind of feels like he's not as confident, I guess, as the media is in his team because he said when they got picked two years ago that they were going that 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 was more of a. Uh, realistic saying because they were getting Jordan Bell back there, getting Dorsey back there, getting Brooks back. So now they have this new team. So do you think they're ready to win the Pac-12? Do you think they're ready to have all this pressure on them as a younger team? Well, I think Washington is the team 
that will be between them. I think UCLA's young and I don't have a hundred percent faith in Steve Alford. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm not a big He's definitely st- on the hot seat. I'm not a big Steve Alford guy. Uh, I'll say Bryce Alford. Yeah, Bryce. I think he was on the Warriors G League team last year. I don't know if he still is. But uh, Washington, I think, is the, the team to beat. But and I they, think Oregon has this as yeah. long. And especially because with this young team, they should be gelling by the time Pac-12 play starts. Yeah. And I don't see – I mean, Washington was actually kind of my uh, – really my kind of preseason maybe Pac-12 team, Pac-12 favorite. But they just got absolutely creamed by Auburn. <coughs> Bless you. Uh, granted – you know, we're still talking November basketball, but yeah, I mean, I I see kind of what you were saying, Abe. Like through and through, if you just look at maybe talent, individual talent, Oregon's the best. Yeah. Whether whether I, those, I, yeah, and I think that's I think that's why they picked them too. Yeah, and whether those roster pieces fit, that's something Dana Allman's gonna have to work really hard to get. He's had a history of making that work, but I you know Arizona's kind of probably gonna be a down year. USC's got athletes, but I don't know if they're where they're at. And I mean, yeah, and Zona, I mean, they've been picked to win or finish second. I think the last five or six years, like another not another pick to finished like fourth, I think, or fifth. So fourth, yeah, yeah. So they're kind of having a fall, but of but course, next year's their year. Oh yeah, next year they have like yeah. four or five stars. Yeah, UCLA, uh, you know, has always got a lot of good, talented young guys, and and so does Oregon. But yeah. at the same time, they've pretty much underperformed year in year out. I would say. Or well, the last couple of years, at least. Do you think they're ready to like sustain this high level of play and all this pressure and all this kind of hype and like Oregon? throughout the season? Yeah. Who knows, dude? It's the second week. No, oh, I know, but do you have any like? They haven't even been made available to talk, talk to the media. That's they have true. no pressure. Right I mean, now. we'll learn a lot when they play Iowa, and when they play either Syracuse or UConn. Um, for be a crazy for their own non-conference strength of schedule's sake, it's a huge win if they beat Iowa because that means they can at least play Syracuse, win or lose. Like that's still a really good test early. But we've seen Altman teams make huge improvements from early season to to the end. And I, I I mean, this team is they my, need to stay healthy. They need to stay healthy, and then in my eyes, it's obviously not overall as good as that Final Four team, but. You know, that Final Four team was down Dylan Brooks early due to injury. They lost to, like, Georgetown and yeah. one other team early in, like, that Maui Classic. They UConn, didn't... did they? Yeah, might yeah. have been UConn. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, UConn, I think they beat UConn. Maybe. Tennessee? They, they, I think it might be. It, one, one of those two <laughs> in that Maui Classic. They lost to Georgetown for sure. I don't know if they beat UConn or I think they Tennessee. beat UConn and lost UConn to Tennessee. Yeah, maybe. That's, I'm not. I'm not too sure. That's such a. It's quick. They beat Tennessee in overtime. They lost to Georgetown. They beat UConn. Oh, they beat oh, both okay. of them. Okay. The year before, they lost to. Yeah, but but that Final Four team, you know, I mean, look, they sputtered. They lost to someone else early too. That Final Four team, I don't remember exactly uh, who it was, but Baylor. Baylor. Yeah. Boom. Well, they played Baylor this year. They got to go to Waco again, but. Baylor's not as good as they were two years ago, but um, you know, Luke King's probably going to be out for those games against Iowa and games against either Syracuse or UConn. So, you know, again, even if Oregon, you know, plays well or plays poorly, we we still might not know exactly what this team is all about. Let's get it. Let's get it on record. Oregon Pac-12 champs. Yes. 
Yes. They win the tournament. I don't know about regular Let's season. Let's say regular season. Yes. Let's, let's broaden I'd the sample size. Tie. Tie? With tie? who? Washington. Oh. Oh, don't they have to have a tiebreaker? I don't know. Don't they play? I don't know. Who cares? No, They're winning the conference n- championship. That's all that matters. No, they tied with Arizona two years ago. But they That's lost true. the they lost the tournament. Um, they're gonna win the pre tournament, so the Pac twelve pre before the Pac twelve tournament. Yeah, there you go. So yes, a tie really. That's interesting. Well, I, yeah, and then I think Oregon wins. What, the they Pac-12 tie with tournament. Washington? Yeah, they're gonna smash Washington. <laughs> yeah, I mean they might not even play Washington <laughs> in the tournament. That's true. That's fair. And boom um, goes the dynamite. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna say they they are Pac twelve champs. Not super confident about it. With Washington and UCLA maybe being right there, but I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and say talent prevails. Dana Altman, probably overall maybe the best like pure coach in the, in the Pac-12. So he's gonna well uh, way to really go out on the limb there picking something. the guy that wins Pac-12 <laughs> Coach of the Year every year. Yeah, well, I mean, other guys are better recruiters maybe. <laughs> I think Sean Bobo Miller's gonna pay the King. Pac-12 to win Pac-12 Coach of the Year this year, yeah. but. He's gonna pay him like fifty. Didn't, grand. didn't Mike? Okay, Joe Gotti. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, <laughs> thank you for listening to the Emeralds' first podcast of the season, podcast of the men's basketball season. We also, uh, for just other podcasts in general about anything regarding what happens here on campus, you can go to dailyemerald.com. It's a nice little bar on the side where you can listen on our website. You can also. Go to SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, and probably wherever else you get your podcasts. For more content on Oregon sports in general, you can also visit dailyamble.com and actually read what we write. Um, read everything. Yeah, read it all. Don't read be it shy. All. Yep. It's, it's good. I like it. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening.